Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. Welcome to this week's episode of Screen Verdict. Yeah, I think we're going pretty well. We're a month in. Uh, some thought we wouldn't get this far, but we have. <laughs> Are you enjoying it? I'm really enjoying it, yeah. I think we've talked about some good movies, some good TV shows. Uh, yeah, that's gone really well. I am, and I think we have the statistics to back it up. Well, yes, some exciting news, for Ooh. sure. Yeah. Um, on the back, of, on the heels of our last podcast, which was um, the MTV Video Music Awards, shortly after uh, that one was published, we actually hit the nineteenth top film and TV podcast on the website Podomatic. That's huge. Yeah, so we're lighting up the internet. Uh, it's a bit lower now, but uh, I'm sure with this new episode up, it's going to be. People are getting play- paid vast amounts of money to be the top twentieth basketballer in the country, and we're in yeah. the top. We're in the top twenty podcasts yeah. on Podomatic. So. Yeah, very exciting news. And we got our first comments on the iTunes <laughs> channel as well. I didn't see it. Was it was it positive? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was something like, "Oh, funny guys, keep it up." Or was that up. you that posted it? No, I didn't. It post- wasn't even me. Yeah, because we've both given it five stars, but this is actually a non-us five <laughs> a, stars. A legitimate... A legitimate... Positive third-party comment. Yeah. Um, here we go. Love the Harry Potter one. Keep them coming, screen verdict. Sort of smiley face. You guys are hilarious. That's very positive. Yeah, very positive. Five I don't even recognise the name. AJB... Slash or un- what's that underscore underscore zing? So thanks, zing. <laughs> zing right back at you. <laughs> I think it would be more credible if you weren't so excited over one positive comment <laughs> with the title so good. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, the internet's going ballistic for yeah. this uh, screen verdict. If you if you're hearing this and it sounds exciting to post a comment, yeah. We'll read out your comments. Yeah, we'll, we'll read it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, if there's anything you want us to uh, podcast on, just let us know. Yeah, we're open to uh, discussion, questions. Um, we're still waiting on an email back from Elijah Wood, but it's coming. Yeah. So, yeah, hit us up. Yeah, for sure. Now, today uh, we're talking about a TV series that I think is a bit close to both of our hearts. We're going to be talking about uh, the comedy series It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. A show that quite a few people might not know about. No, I don't think it's aired primetime in no. Australia. No. Comedy Channel has it, but they are, they're quite a few series behind, I believe. Yeah. And it's a very cult show. Not everyone knows about it. So uh, what's something we should, could say to the people who might not have heard of this show that is going to get them to want to keep listening to this podcast because... Well, the comparison I've heard is that this show is Seinfeld on crack. Yes. Well, it starts off with four friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, three guys and a girl. Yeah. So that's familiar already. Mm-hmm. None of them particularly good people. No. Somewhat selfish, self-involved. They, they are self-motivated. Everything they do is for their own self-interest. And perhaps the best thing about it is they never learn. No. And so these friends own a bar, and each episode is kind of based on not quite the day-to-day observational humour of Seinfeld, but it's about silly schemes, basically. Yes, silly schemes that they get up to 
uh, to either get their money or popularity or women or whatever. Yeah. And then they're joined, I think, at the start of season three by Danny DeVito. Yes. I think it might be beginning of season two, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Good correction. Yeah. Danny, yeah, Danny DeVito. Unless it's wrong. Yes. Yes, it would be bad correction. Yes. But I think you're right. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they're joined by Danny DeVito, who comes on as um, two of the people of brother and sister, Dennis and Dee. And yeah. Danny DeVito comes on the series as their father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good, really funny show. and they really... So we've hooked the Danny DeVito fans. Yeah. Yeah. And the hopefully the Seinfeld fans. Yeah. <laughs> they want to hear a bit, about, a bit about this show that is sort of like an even more pushing the envelope version of Seinfeld. Yeah, I guess the uh, Seinfeld on crack bit comes from the fact that, well, at times they literally are on crack. <laughs> yes. But also that they it, they pushes the series further. It's it's an MA rated show. They've yeah. got more room to go the the mm-hmm. extra distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you like about the show so much, Jonathan? I think each of the characters are, are solid. Each of them has their own very particular traits and qualities that are instantly recognisable. And there's an interesting relationship between each of the the characters. Mm. Everybody hates D, for example. Yes. But then at times, Dennis and D will team up yes. sort of under the guise of their brother and sisterly relationship mm. to get the others. But really, that's only when they can get something off the other people by teaming up together. Yes. I love this show because it's just... There's no issue they're afraid to address. And the fact that they so sort of unapologetically address these issues, comedy abounds, you know, because they're, they're making comedy about things that no other show is making comedy about on TV. And I, I think that's just funny. Interestingly enough, we're going to be talking about some of the taboo things they've done on the show and stuff like that. Um, I think it's worth pointing out that they are not making fun of anyone really outside of these four characters no you have these issues being brought up of like race or disability or drugs yeah. but at the end of it it's their own shortcomings which yes. is the the source of the comedy yes exactly so that it's not a show that's making fun of all these serious issues it's using these serious issues to make fun of these characters yeah it's a good satirical comedy yeah very good satire do you think over the years, so we're going into the seventh season, just about to start the seventh season, what, uh, do you think it's got better or worse? I would say it, it got better initially. I think the, I think the first season <clears throat> was good, but it was, it was a bit uh, low budget, and I think they were just kind of finding the, the style. Rough around was, the edges, rough around the edges. Yeah, we should just say that these are, these are just a group of friends that got together. Yes. And just pulled a little bit of money and decided to make a show. Yeah. Um, Very low budget uh, show. Even, I think, today it's still fairly low budget show. Yeah, it caught on with the DVD sales. There. Yeah. But um, I wasn't that much of a fan of Danny DeVito before this show. Mm. I thought he just had some silly roles, basically. Uh, I he, thought played he, was a bit the penguin. he played the Penguin in Batman Returns. I haven't seen that since I was little, but yeah. I vaguely remember that. It's a very dirty penguin. <laughs> he walks in on the Catwoman in one scene and he goes, 
There's the pussy I was looking for. <laughs> oh, I can see Danny DeVito doing that as yeah. well. <laughs> Even without the penguin suit. Yeah. So I think he, he added a lot to the show. Um, and I think it kind of, um, pretty by about the third or fourth season, pretty much every episode is gold. Mm. By around the fifth or sixth season, I don't want to say it's gone downhill because I'd say compared to pretty much any show that's lasted that many seasons, it's kept a very high quality, yeah. but hasn't, it hasn't continued to get better, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. But yeah, very consistent. I think that's fair. Um, considering, and I'll agree with you on that, I won't just repeat what you've said. Um, the, was season, season seven about to, about to kick off. Are you excited for season seven? What are your expectations with season seven? Well, I'm very excited for season seven. If I haven't quite expressed it already, this is one of my favorite comedy shows. Okay, yeah. In terms of shows that are, that are currently on the air, Hmm. there's perhaps 30 Rock, Curb Your Enthusiasm and Peep Show that I'd maybe put in the same league as is It's Always Sunny. Is Peep Show still on the air? It is. Oh, okay. And It's Always Sunny is possibly my favourite, so... Whoa! That's pretty high. Like, for me, it'll probably be around 6th or 7th best show on the air. Comedy. Comedy. Not show. Yeah, what, what would you have above it? Um, or possibly above it? Okay, well, The Office, Parks and Recreation, Bored to Death... Uh, Bored to, Bored to Death would be up there, yeah. Curb Enthusiasm. Weeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though, it depends. Weeds is a bit more... Some seasons are really good, and some seasons are disastrous. So, I haven't watched the latest season of Weeds yet. But anyway. But we're both excited for we're both very, I'm very excited. I love, I love all those shows I mentioned. I love It's Always Sunny too. So, what's some of the information that we have to to preview season seven. Okay, well, we watched a few of the trailers for season seven, and, and it, they're quite funny trailers. I definitely have a look for them. Uh, I think a lot of them are just making jokes about stuff we already know, the 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 Charlie-Frank relationship, the Dennis-D relationship, stuff like that. But one of them does have some big news, and that is that in season seven of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Mac... Uh, one of the characters on the show is going to be fat. He's fat in one of the ads. Now, when I saw this, I assumed it was a fat suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We looked this up, and allegedly... Yes. One news source. <laughs> we should probably have that news source there. It was not a... It was a bit of a fringe publication. <laughs> but it claims that the actor... How do you pronounce it? Rob McElhenney? McElhenney? Yeah, I'm not sure. Has gained fifty pounds for the role. Yes. Now that's quite an extreme thing to do. Actually, I think that that news story thing was ABC News. It's from the Associated Press. The Associated Press are reporting that he put on fifty pounds. That'll be our next iTunes comment from Associated Press. We are not a fringe publication. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. <laughs> didn't think it was the Associated Press when I was uh, when I said fringe publication. <laughs> but you know, if anyone from the Associated Press would like to come on the podcast and uh, <laughs> be interviewed, then debate uh, the term more, fringe more than more than welcome. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, what what do you think about uh, actors putting on weight for roles? Well, a couple of examples come to mind. Okay, 
A famous one is Robert De Niro putting on a large amount of weight for his role in Raging Bull. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I believe he won the Oscar for. Yeah. I thought you were going to say for, like, analyse this. And I was <laughs> going to say, no, I think that's just, like, he just put on a bit of weight. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> so the reasoning behind that could be mm-hmm. award hunting yep. on Rob's part. He's never gotten nominated for an Emmy for this role. No, the It's Always Sunny actors have been snubbed repeatedly at the Emmys. I don't think the show's ever gotten a nomination in anything. Perhaps this is the shtick they need in yeah. order to get the Emmys' attention. The ads do seem fairly awards baity. <laughs> <laughs> the second one that comes to mind is a series I think you're a, a bit of a fan of, Battlestar Galactica. I used to, yeah, I used to, I liked that for a bit, for about a season or two, yeah. Where in season three of the show, I believe the term is jumps the shark yeah. with fat Lee. You have Lee, who used to be the... Wait, who's Lee? Like, <laughs> I, I liked Battlestar Galactica, but I didn't really remember the characters' names. You remember Edward James Olmos? Oh, yeah, that guy. He's his son. Oh, Lee's his son. Lee is oh, Edward okay. James Olmos' okay. son. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he's kind of the, the young, handsome captain that's supposed to take over. He's in charge of the the fleet that sets off when mm. other people are left off, left yeah. on Earth. Yeah. We come back from the end of Season 2, Season 3, and he's fat. Yeah. Okay. In... He looks ridiculous. Yeah. Is that perhaps the problem because that's a drama series? Like, it's... I think Rob being fat at the beginning of this always sounded... Philadelphia will be silly, but that's okay. It obviously depends on where they go with it, because I think they also did it in Big Mama's house. Yeah. And that wasn't good. But he was wearing a fat suit, right? The Big Mama <laughs> guy. But if it was real fat oh, that he put if it was real fat he put on, the joke still wouldn't have been funny. <laughs> okay, yes, you're right, you're right. Uh, we also have actors that take off weight for roles, like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Any actress in any movie, pretty much. Um, Christian Bale lost yeah. 60 pounds for the missions. Do you have just as big a problem with actors taking off weight as you have with them putting on weight? Well, I guess when you put on weight, it's usually... In a comedy, it's, it's going to be perceived as, as silly. And that's I think that's gonna, it's harder to pull off. Yeah. Whereas if you're skinny... That's usually not for comedy. That's usually for a serious drama, like you're playing a drug addict or a homeless person. Yeah. And therefore, I'm not sure I'd recommend it. I think it's safe for... I don't know if I think it's safe for people in the industry to be doing, but it's not ridiculous. Okay. Okay, yeah. I I, I don't want to judge, but I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put on or lose weight for a role um, to all those... Well, <laughs> if any casting uh, directors are listening, <laughs> maybe... Like, for the right role, maybe. I don't want to... Oh, I had this great role for Matt Noble. He's got a... <laughs> I was listening yeah. to the Screen Verdict podcast <laughs> yeah. and thought, I'm going to put him in an Oscar-winning movie. He just needs to gain five pounds. Yeah. Oh, steady on. <laughs> Moral stance. Yeah. If I was famous and could make these kinds of uh, decisions, I, I wouldn't put on all his weight. But I'm obviously not in that position now. I'm prepared to do anything to in an Oscar-winning movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it to Neil Patrick Harris instead. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Fat Matt, I think this will be funny. He's a character who's also very vain. He thinks he looks fantastic. He's going to struggle being fat, I think. 
while I'm skeptical on the idea in general, I I trust it's always sunny to pull it off. Yeah, and um, I think we could have a bit of uh, denial from this character about this for a while. That he's not realising... He still thinks he looks fantastic. Yes, it's common for Mac's character to deny obvious realities. For example, he, he dates a tranny, and then later on, after the tranny has uh, the complete operation, he accuses someone she's going to marry of being gay for being yeah. with the tranny. Yeah. Even though he's with her after the operation, and he was with her before. Yes. Which is a very funny episode. Which I guess brings us to some of the shocking things the gang has done over the years. What do you, what do you think is the... Because we, we, we're screen verdict. We make decisions. We verdictize things. Is that a, no, that's not a word. <laughs> um, and, but we can't talk about give a verdict to season seven of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because it hasn't aired yet. But there's a few questions I think we should probably answer where we can give a decision on. What's the worst thing this gang has ever done? I think anything involving uh, Rickety Cricket has got to be up there. So this is a character, Rickety Cricket, who was a minister, correct? Yes. He was someone who, is, who went to their high school who they picked on horribly. Mm-hmm. I think Dee said if he, ate, if he ate shit that she would kiss him. And then when he did... She wouldn't kiss him because she said his breath smelt like shit. Okay, that's pretty slack. But the, this it gets worse for Rickety Cricket, <laughs> doesn't it? Because uh, he goes into the priesthood, becomes a minister, Catholic priest, can't get married or anything. What happens with that whole situation? Well, now that he's a priest, Dee becomes attracted to him. Yeah, because she can't have him. Yes. Yeah. Convinces him to leave the priesthood. As soon as he does, not interested Not in interested again. So it ruins his whole profession and he becomes homeless doesn't he yeah he ends up on the streets and the gang you end up using him for all sorts of shenanigans they get him to they get him to sell drugs for them they use him as a target in a manhunt yeah they get him to wrestle in a show for them which Mm -hmm. goes horribly wrong yeah things don't turn well they turn out well you continuously use this poor man and make his life more miserable each episode he's on so that that has to be pretty bad. What do you think about um, perhaps when they started uh, serving kids in the bar alcohol? Well, they do it to keep the kids off the street. They they sort of rationalise it, don't they? The sort of the kids would go get alcohol anyway, um, and then have it in a park and get raped or something. <laughs> yeah. So if we serve the alcohol here we can at least keep an eye on them, make sure they're safe and stuff like that. But we might as well jack up the price and water down the beer uh, because that, that's good money. The problem is they're using some form of, like, trying just to justify their bad actions. Well, that's one of the best things about the show. No yes. matter what they do, no matter how horrible yes. it is, they're always, they're always able justified. to retroactively yeah. justify it to themselves. Yeah, and I think that same, is that the same episode where they, like, get dates to the prom with the high school kids as well? Uh, no, that comes no, up that's, later. That's but comes yeah. up later, yeah. So, but I guess, I guess probably not the worst. They obviously try to pick up women at abortion rallies, uh, so they just decide their position on abortion based on which side of the argument has the hotter women. Yeah. That's a bit despicable, but I guess, <laughs> you know. More despicable when Matt gets the girl pregnant and uh, from the... From the yeah. 
from the uh, pro-life side and then asked her to get an abortion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, that, that is worse. There's obviously also the one where the gang finds out that a teacher from their high school uh, was... Uh, was it their gym teacher? Yeah. It was teacher. Had um, sexually abused some of the kids in their school. Mac is upset yeah. by this. He thinks, yes. what's wrong with me? Yeah. Why wouldn't he have chosen me? So he goes to the gym teacher's house. Yes. Wearing tight short shorts. Yes. And he says, oh, I've been, I've been working out. <laughs> and the, 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 the teacher played by uh, Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty despicable. Because this guy's obviously getting some bad press for his uh, child abuse. Which may not even... No, he didn't even do it. He didn't even do it. Just, Wrongly accused Wrongly by accused man, and he's got this guy coming around trying to come on to him. <laughs> That's pretty despicable. Uh, but anyway, a lot of despicable things. I think probably Rickety Cricket is the top one, though. Yeah. I'd say probably, although that is a lot of things packed in, but we'll, we'll give that. Do you have a favourite episode, Jonathan? It's always Sunny has had so many quality episodes, yes. so many memorable moments. One in particular, I remember I saw the first Green Man episode. Green Man! Uh, I believe it's called, I think the episode's called um, The Gang Gets Invincible. Okay, yeah. And as soon as that episode finished, I went straight online and bought a green morph suit. (laughs) Oh, man. There's an episode where they try to make YouTube videos because they want to take YouTube by storm. So that's Charles... the second or third appearance by Green Man. Oh, okay. Maybe I missed the first. <laughs> <laughs> it's one where they try out for the football team. Frank has spiked his beer with acid. So he's in Green Man oh. suit. Just dripping his nuts off, looking at the entire, like, freaky McBoyle family oh. while dancing. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Okay. Um, is that So is that your favourite episode? I was going to say another one, but then I started talking about Green Man. So just... now I feel like if I say another one, that I'll have had two, and that's not really very fair. Well, I, I definitely have a favourite, yeah. which I think is absolutely hilarious. I think a really clever, fun episode. Uh, there's this thing in It's Always Sunny, uh, this song uh, called Dayman. Yeah. Charlie writes Nightman. He gets kicked out of Frank and Mac's band. Dennis replaces him. He gets kicked out of the band. They they go come together yeah. and... Rewrite Nightman as Dayman. Yeah. Whoa! Anyway, Charlie decides one day he wants to write a musical of of, of that song. Entitled The Nightman Cometh. The Nightman Cometh. And uh, it's... So the first half is them practicing the musical and all the, you know, Charlie directing and everything. And then the second half of the episode is actually the musical, them putting it on they somehow are able to get a whole big audience to come and watch their musical. Uh, and it is just one of the funniest TV episodes I think I've ever seen. There was so many laughs. Yes, I'm sceptical of musical episodes. I've seen yeah. it in other shows before. Mm. Mm. I think Scrubs did one. Scrubs did one. I quite like the Scrubs one. I didn't. In this, I think they perform three or four songs. Each one of them is classic. Hilarious. You've got to pay the troll toll if you want to do the boy's, boy's soul. soul. <laughs> boy's soul. Soul. Uh, I feel is like you're running on the S there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You've got yeah. to pay the troll's toll if you want to get into the boy's soul. Okay, but it didn't sound quite right being sung. And obviously, people are bringing these objections to Charlie, who is ignoring them. 
you know, leading to the embarrassment of the the final play. Everyone thinks that the the scene where the nightman, uh, when the nightman tries to get the boy's soul, is a rape scene. Yes, <laughs> yes. So they keep on talking about the rape scene at the end. It's like I think the rape scene went very well, Charlie. <laughs> but Charlie, innocent. This is completely innocent to Charlie, who's just tried to write a nice musical about night men and day men and and romance and stuff. Long story short, that's my favorite episode. I just think it's so much fun. And that then, was the episode I was going to say. Okay, so I'm glad I did because you brought it up. And there's a big, a sort of a twist at the end where Charlie enters the musical, which I think. Is very funny too. So, I guess we can sort of agree that that's the best. It's always sunny episode. Yeah, sure. Because I'm not feeling you on the Green Man one, <laughs> and so they were your two. Like, if you haven't seen, <laughs> <laughs> I think I have seen it. I think I have seen. It. I'm not 100 percent sure I've seen that one. <laughs> well, I haven't seen every episode of the series. Just disclosure. So we've declared the Nightman Cometh to be the best episode. Yeah. Do we have a favorite character? I do, for sure. But you're not going to say it. Oh, you want me to say it? Okay. I have one too, but I'm not going to say it either. <laughs> I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. <laughs> no, I'll start off. I'll start off. Just a bit of full disclosure. Uh, there's a website I uh, do some work for, goldderby.com. Check it out. But I, I got to interview Caitlin Olsen uh, from It's Always Sunny Philadelphia, who plays D. So... I'm good friends with her now. Um, <laughs> but uh, she's not my favourite character anyway. <laughs> so, I was um, going to say, yeah. as much as I find Dee very funny, she is a girl and therefore the least funny on the show. Uh, I don't know. Like, I was talking to her about how she didn't want to just be the girl on the show. She wanted to be equally despicable as the guys. And I think they've done a good job with that. Like... We said that the thing we were most disgusted by, the most despicable thing, was the whole rickety cricket stuff, which largely were, was her her despicable act. So, and I, she pretends to be an int- interested in him multiple times after yes, that as yes. well to so, get him to do what they wanted. Yeah, so I'm I'm not sure if she is the girl. I think they've used the girl quite well with that rickety cricket thing. But anyway, she's not my favourite. Um, I reckon uh, Charlie. It has to be Charlie. The wild card. Charlie is my favourite. Yeah. What are some of your favourite Charlie moments? Well, writing the musical, obviously, the green man, obviously, just saying the things we've already said. He he seems to always come up with these goods, these schemes. The cra- He probably, of all of them, comes up with the craziest and, therefore, most hilarious schemes. I think a really good Charlie uh, moment is uh, Kiss and Mittens, where yes. he invents mittens for kittens. And you just see these kittens running around with mittens on and Charlie, like, so excited. The ad he does, the ad he is, does so is so funny. Yeah. Is your you, cat you... making too much noise all the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to, um, got to YouTube that, guys. Anyway, I've got to go, so we need to wrap this up. Um, yeah. <laughs> we did a personality test. For it's always sunny just before we did this on buddytv.com. I I got Charlie, you got Dennis. So you win. <laughs> I win. I the best character. Yeah, I'm not sure if the reason he's the best character is because he's the guy you most want to be like. But I'm not sure if any of these characters are who you want to be like. I think of all of them, Charlie has probably perhaps the most of a redeeming yes. 
qualities. I think there's an innocence to Charlie that he's quite childlike, both yes. in his reading and writing abilities, yeah. but also in his innocence. Yes. Hmm. Anyway, we've got to bring this up <laughs> for a landing. Um, First episode cut short by one of the podcasters <laughs> having not to quite go, having his priorities having com- right, having commitments, having. Oh well, uh, see you guys. Feel free to keep on talking, Jonathan, while I go. So in conclusion, look forward to Season 7 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia starting in September. If you're looking for an episode to check out, we've declared our favourite to be A Nightman Cometh. I believe it's the finale of Season 4. Yeah, let us know what your favourite character is. Because we think, we think Charlie. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, Matt's leaving. He's, he's out the door. All business. Um, yeah. Catch you guys next week.